0: Welcome to The Approach, a microcast where we help you walk with and pray for the next generation as they seek to journey with Jesus and participate in the Great Commission. I'm Connor Owen. I'm John Ronheimer. And we both serve on staff at World Gospel Mission. John is also working on his PhD, where he focuses on spiritual formation and Gen Z. And today, our focus is on friendship and what that looks like for Gen Z. So, John, you and I were just talking about uh, how Gen Z communicates differently than previous generations like yours and mine. What are some of those uh, new trends you're seeing? Well, first
1: off, one of the things that's pretty different is that uh, Gen Z doesn't always even use words to communicate. Um, they use emojis and memes and GIFs and TikTok and Snapchat and online gaming and FaceTime. You get the point. There's a lot of yeah, right, right? mediums out there <laughs> that they're using. Uh, and that's, that's kind of different because the previous generations, we were kind of used to like hugs and high fives and handshakes and calling each other on a landline. And if you don't know what a landline is, you can look that up on YouTube and probably find that, that <laughs> relic there. Um, but the point is, all of us have a desire for friendship. And in every generation, God has used the power of friendships to help us grow in our walk with Jesus. And it really reminds me of uh, one of my favorite verses on friendship. It's Proverbs uh, thirteen twenty, And it says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. That's a
0: that's a good point about friendship, John, and how it shapes like who we are and the direction of our lives. And I, I know you watched this. It was the documentary Last Dance about Michael Jordan, who, if you don't know who that is, player for the Chicago Bulls. Shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you. That's, thank you, John. <laughs> so anyways, they did a 10-part series on him, and they were talking about his first year. And he gets on the Bulls and there's these uh, the veteran guys. They're into some, let's just say, less than legal activity. And Michael ends up in a room with all of them and he's got a choice at this moment. Do I want to partake in this or not? Well, Michael had a goal. His goal was to become the greatest basketball player of all time. We all know he did that. We're not going to get into that argument. But <laughs> he had a goal. And he realized that if he hung out there, most likely he was not going to achieve that goal. So he left the room and then he had this desire to build a circle around himself of older and wiser men who could shape him and refine him as he worked toward that goal. And it makes me wonder like what happens to Michael Jordan if he doesn't have those friends, you know? Or is he the is he the household name he
1: is now? Yeah, I really like that documentary as well. But it reminds me, hey, what was your what was your nickname in high school? Wasn't it like
0: Air uh, Connor or yeah, Connor or one of those? Uh, I can't jump over a piece of paper, so it never <laughs> stuck. I I tried but it didn't work out.
1: That hurts more cuz you can still block my shot. Yes, but I can. anyway, Michael Jordan's decision on who his friends, uh, his friends would be, who that inner circle would be really uh, embodies a phrase that I heard growing up and heard my I think it was my youth pastor say it to me and uh, he would say, "Show me your friends and I'll show you your future." Yeah. And while that may just sound like a nice little anecdote or cliché, I think it's really true and um, I think it exemplifies maybe even how the Bible talks about friendship. Um, one of the words it uses in Hebrew uh, in the Old Testament is the word nefesh. And it's this Old Testament word for our inner being, um, like the deepest part of you. Or in English, a lot of times the Bible, is translated uh, soul. Hmm. So it just points back to this, this God-given desire for friendship and how at our inner being, our soul, our nefesh, it longs for this friendship um, with God and with others, we're made for this. And so I think it's one of the reasons that, you know, uh, just, yeah, friendship is so incredibly powerful in our lives. And so, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future.
0: Yeah. So we, we've talked a little bit about the importance of friendship and what that can do for our lives. But when it comes to Gen Z, John, uh, what does friendship look like for them? And and really, is it is it
1: different? You know, I've thought about this a lot, and this is going to be a lot of Information. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I'll just apologize on the front here. And the, the short answer is uh, the fr- friendship looks different. <laughs> okay. Um, and Gen Z even defines friendship differently. Um, a lot of times in previous generations, because there's so many ways to communicate. I mean, some of the factors redefining friendship for Gen Z are uh, we all know screens, right? <laughs> right. Gen Zers spend some studies say up to nine hours or more a day on screens. That could be school, it could be phone, it could be gaming. Low end, six hours. Either way, that's a lot shaping them. So some have said screens are now Gen Z's source of truth. Um, So, I mean, they can be on their phone while looking you in the eye. They can ghost you or you can be ghosted. So screens play a major role in how they operate, yet they still desire that face-to-face friendship and may use a screen to get them there. Right. Um, And then obviously YouTube. You know, I talk so many Gen Zers and even our own kids. It's like, what do you mean when you grow up? YouTuber. Right, right. That's <laughs> that looks like, like a great life. Yeah. I mean, uh, so wanting to, they want to be YouTubers. They also feel like they have these YouTuber personalities uh, that they follow yeah. and they feel like real friends to them, mm-hmm. even though it's only a one-way communication, but the YouTuber is communicating to them, maybe connecting with them on different levels, influencing them. Um and it feels like they have this connection, even though it's a one way friendship or right. relationship. Then there's social media. I know these are kind of obvious, but these are big deals. Big shaping, changes. Big changes than previous generations. And so you've got followers and there's this pressure to uh to be an influencer. And that's, you know, that's how you find your identity. And that's right. that's and so you have these people that they may be your friends or they you may never know them at all. But mm. they're and then there's this pressure to have multiple identities and different platforms, and you can't keep up and you gotta curate all of this. And you know, it's just it's just such a different pressure to curate those identities, to have these friends, quote unquote, or followers that that just redefines and shapes. What does it mean? And then then you got friends online, you got gaming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, holy cow, it's like you used to, I remember playing with one of my good friends in college. Uh, you know, we just we play Madden football, like side-by-side. Side. Now you can right. play with them on the other side of the world so that your friends may not even be in the same zip code as you. Or country. Um, <laughs> or country, yeah, exactly. And so that, that's reshaping and defying. And then another kind of newer phenomena is FOMO. It's fear of missing out. And so before, you might not get invited to the party, the birthday party, or a sleepover, or a hangout, or whatever, a vacation. And now you're seeing those pictures posted with other people going, "Hey, that kind of stings." So you're at home watching them, your friends have a good time in or, real time, and it could be totally innocent, or it could yeah. be. I thought we were friends. Are we not friends? Are mm. we? And that creates this whole dissonance. Like, how do you handle that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then of course there is most recently the pandemic. No big <laughs> and, deal. And yeah, and that's that has obviously increased. You know, uh, screen time and Zooming and online friend time, which in some ways has been kind of a breakthrough to be able to connect with people who maybe previously couldn't use those things or didn't want to know how to use those tools. But that's obviously decreased the face time with friends. And so there's this deep longing still in their inner being in their soul that I want to have friendship face to face, yet... There's all these other factors that are redefining and shaping and influencing. What does it mean to be a friend?
0: Okay. Sorry. that was No, lot.
1: I asked you. I asked the question.
0: It's a lot to take you, in, but you, I asked the you question. You brought this on yourself. Okay. I really did.
1: I really did. I threw
0: your softball and you <laughs> hit it out of the park. Okay. First so, time for everything. You know? <laughs> so my, my first reaction, and I'm guessing those listening, is the script on friendship, it has flipped. Or maybe it's even been crumbled up, thrown out the window, and there's an entirely new one. And as a dad myself, as somebody walking with Gen Zers, you know, it reminds me that I got to be conscious of this new paradigm of friendship um, and, and who Gen Z really considers to be a close friend of theirs. Because, you know, like when I think about it, when, when I was a kid, when you were a kid, my parents knew who most of my friends were for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, but today that that could be totally different. You're, you may have your parents may not have or you as a parent, you may not have any idea. Who your kid, some of your kids friends are because of online gaming or social media. And that's a really big change. So, I mean, as we think about all this, uh, you just kind of, you know, gave us the fire hose answer there. Uh, in light of all of that, John,
1: what's a good biblical example of friendship? Yeah, I mean, you could you could go a lot of places, but I think one is this is a good place to insert, you know, this is, there's a difference between information and wisdom. Right. And so they're getting a lot of information about you know you can Google anything, right? Or YouTube exactly. it and get information. But there's a difference between information and wisdom. The Bible offers us wisdom to guide our life, and so the answer seems obvious and probably Sunday school. But it's absolutely uh, vital that the primary friendship for every single person, including Gen Z, is with Jesus. Yeah, and that sounds trite, but it's not. The centrality of that and the significance of that can't be. Um, yeah, it just it's it's paramount, and so. I love how uh, Dallas Willard, um, he says it this way, we can become like Jesus in character and in power and thus realize our highest ideals of of well-being and well-doing. And that is at the heart of the New Testament message, that we will learn to be like Jesus and live as he lived. Mm. And I think what he's saying there is life with Jesus is the transforming relationship, the transforming friendship that is supposed to impact every area of our life, the yeah. whole person. And we I love how we see that described in Philippians 2. I mean, think about it. You've probably read that passage uh, quite a few times in your life, and if you haven't, listener, go back and check it out. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But think about the kind of friend Jesus has been to you as you read Philippians 2. Has anyone ever loved you enough to initiate friendship with you more than Jesus? I mean, he loved you and me first. Has anyone sacrificed... More than Jesus for you? He died for us. I mean, Connor, has anyone ever had your back more than Jesus has stuck up for you, has mm-hmm. has been there for you than Jesus? I mean, he gives you me grace. Yeah. He gives all of us grace. And has has anyone ever been more of a friend, a true friend, through thick and thin, always there than Jesus? So he he invites us to walk with him. Yeah. And these sounds so basic, but these, these fundamental foundational truths are not always being transferred to the next generation. And it reminds me so much of um, one of my favorite hymns. Uh, Growing up, we would sing this all the time, and the line says this, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer.
0: You know, I don't... I don't know about our listeners, but for me, it's, it's an odd concept or maybe something I just don't think about enough. But the fact that Jesus is my friend mm-hmm. and then that shapes all my other friendships. And it's really important to remember that, you know, that primary friendship we have as as interesting or maybe something you don't think about. That's that's the one we're looking for. And that's the one that shapes the other friendships. So um, and that's going to be the focus of our prayer today. And we're really excited. We have one of our really good friends, James Ballard, who works down at the Asbury Student Center um, at Asbury University. John and James have been friends since, I think, the Stone Ages, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) And James and I have been friends for a while. But James is walking with Gen Z, being their friend and helping them find uh, Jesus as their friend as well. So uh, James is gonna lead us in this time of prayer as we seek to develop Christ-centered friendships. I'd love for you guys just to take a moment
2: to close your eyes. And if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But to breathe. Maybe even open up your palms in a receiving manner as we hear from the words from the Gospel of John. John 15:13 through 15 says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Jesus, you are Emmanuel, you're God with us. More than that, you are a friend a friend that wants to know us and also to be known to us. You desire to be so intimate with us that you you call us sons and daughters and friends. And Jesus, I pray that in our own lives that we'll open ourselves up to you that we'll realize that our worth is not in what we do, but who you call us and how you desire to be with us. It's not what we accomplish. It's not what we do. It's not following the set rules. It's because you love us. And Jesus, I just pray that in our daily lives that as we walk out relationship with you help us to be open-handed not only to you but to others around us because friendship is is not about what we get out of something friendship is about what we what we give and how we receive an openness of vulnerability and so lord i pray an openness in our lives to others to help us to love to help us to live how you live to live sacrificially to lay down ourselves, to be open to the truth that you love us and that you love our friends. And God, I just pray as we walk every day, that we'll walk in this grace and truth, not in achievement, not in accomplishment, but in the the identity that we are sons and daughters of the Most High, that we are your friends. I love the verse that says, while we were yet sinners, you died for us. You loved us beyond all and above all. And Lord, I just pray every day that we'll create space to be with you because you desire to to be with us. But not only that, that we become more like you and to do what you did. And that's loving others. And that's loving the Father. So Lord, we give this this time to you. We give this space to you. We give our hearts to you. We give our friends to you. We give everything that we place our identity on, that's not you. We give it to you. Help us to live like you live, to love like you live, and to be with the Father like you are. So Jesus, we give you praise and we love you. And help us to love like you, and to give like you, and to be friends like you. In your name, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you, James, for leading us in this prayer over Gen Z as we seek to model and build godly friendships. And thanks to all of you for joining us today as we pray for and walk with the next generation as they seek to use their gifts, talents, and experiences to journey with Jesus and participate in the Great Commission. Thanks for sharing the approach with others and rating and reviewing it as this helps others find us and go on this journey with us. For some of our resources, you can see our show notes on our website at wgm.org forward slash podcast.